This is Umami Conversations. Conversations to feed your soul. Thank you for leaving a review on Apple and Spotify and rating us. Enjoy this episode. Blessing. When you flip the coin, there's a responsibility. Mm. So the first thing, when I, when I had this... Uh, this accident, which is not an accident. I was assaulted by the motherfucking crackhead, okay? Mm-hmm. That's what happened. <laughs> when you live your life with uh, consciousness, mm-hmm. and life would actually bring pain into your life because mm-hmm. we human mm-hmm. beings tend to think that life should happen without pain. But now I understand how important it is to share your story because you can learn yeah. through someone else's experience. Yes without having to go through, through the what same they went through. Yeah. Hi, my beautiful people. So today's episode is actually really special. Um, all my episodes are special, but this one was a very sacred moment. Um, and it's an episode with my girl, Malise. Here's me sharing a little bit about who Malise is. So Malise is a sacred woman on a mission to embody joy, Black joy, magic, and compassion. It could be through her nine-to-five job as an assistant manager for a nonprofit that does great work in Haiti, her fitness activity that encourages women to smile and sweat, her socially engaged fashion design company, or her healing classes called Energy Ka. This multipotential woman is always sharing from the heart. She believes in the beauty of humanity, and her motto is do good, feel good, and look good. Enjoy this episode. Ashe, 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 for all that is. You know, I wanted to tell you when you came here that, um, I just sense like a shift in your spirit, like in you, like there's a difference, you know, I, I wanted to say, but I kept forgetting. And then I was like, oh, I don't want to text it. I want to like tell her uh, <laughs> her face, you know? Um, yeah. I, I just feel there's, I don't know what it is. And I think I shared with you, like I had a dream about you. Like, yeah, I can't remember the dream, unfortunately. Um, but I just remember the feeling of the dream. And I was like, okay, I don't know what's going on in homegirl's life, but like, something's good's going on, like <laughs> something different, you know. I feel different, yeah. but you, you, it sensed well. Um, I cannot put my finger on it, but for sure, uh, I really feel different in the sense of my vibration is probably higher than. This, this, there's Deepness. this centered, yeah, exactly. Deeper, deeper. I used to be like very dynamic and and so all over the place. <laughs> People would tell me, "Oh my God, Malis, where do you get this energy from?" Energy from... Yeah, and I feel like la- life brought me to a place where. I had to learn how to center my energy, mm. uh, use it more for me, for myself, mm-hmm. for my own growth. Yeah. While I was really into giving, sharing with others, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. 
Mm, that just it's gave the, me um, goosebumps right there's there. a different vibe about me that i'm not really i feel like i'm getting used to it i'm not really there yet <laughs> i'm like okay this is a new me hi new me <laughs> so you become the observer of self at this stage you're just observing yeah. yourself you know um so like tell me you are in guadalupe yes you're in Guadalupe, you know, and like, oh. I know, I know we spoke a little while you were there, here and there. Um, um, but as I just said, like, there's, there's this, there's something I can't, on my end, I can't really like pinpoint yet what it is. And I don't think it's my job to, but it's just my, I think it's my, it's just for me to kind of affirm this oh. new vibration or this new high or this new person or not even person like just yeah i guess this new vibration that you're on and as a friend as a sister as a soul sister uh it's it's deep Mm -hmm. and i'm just wondering if guadalupe had something to do with it definitely definitely Mm. i think it was a turning point i wasn't really prepared for (laughs) um so the the story behind that is I went on vacation with my daughter mm-hmm. uh, for Christmas. Wonderful vacations. We visited mm-hmm. the family. You know, Guadalupe is heaven. So we were having mm-hmm. a very good time. Mm-hmm. And at some point, uh, I encountered, um, well, now I can say that he might be an angel on my world. But mm-hmm. at this time, I thought he was like the devil. <laughs> mm. So the story is, um, I went to get, I went for an ice cream with my grandmother and my daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was this uh, this guy, one leg in a wheelchair. So I was like, okay, I may make room for him so he can pass. Instead of passing, he just ran over me. So, and I was holding my, my daughter on my shoulders. So I fell, I fell down on the floor. Uh, dirty floor of the city <laughs> and uh next thing you know hospital surgery i had a knee a very complex knee surgery wow because my tibia bone was broken and the femoral bone like dropped that was into a it. big fall yeah uh so yeah uh, i spent like three months without working i couldn't work because needed to heal from that mm-hmm. so I think this period of my life was the turning point that brought me. And, you know, you often hear that stories when something major dramatic happened and you never tend to think that it would happen to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> specifically when you know that you're in this uh, awareness, consciousness, mm-hmm. uh, vibration, you know. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that comes, it's it's like the the other the other side of the coin. Mm-hmm. Now, when you have consciousness and awareness, mm-hmm. when you flip the coin, there's mm-hmm. responsibility. Mm-hmm. So the first thing when I when I had this uh, this accident, which is not an accident, I was assaulted by the murder fucking crackhead. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so the first thing was like, oh my god, why did this happen to me? Mm-hmm. why me that made why that me? big question yeah why me but in this um with responsibility you know because uh you attract things you know when you're aware you're aware that 
your thoughts attract things to you, you create your life. So I was like, okay, why? I was really wondering why. And um, the bad side of it was guilt. Mm. So I started feeling guilty for what happened to me because it didn't only happen to me. It happened to my whole family because my daughter was there. She witnessed this what happened to me my yeah. grandmother was there i think yeah. she was the, the most traumatized and <laughs> oh um, and you know my whole family was there to support yeah. me during mm-hmm. this healing journey um i felt guilty because because of what happened to me yeah. they were in pain yeah and i used to be i've always been the the one that brings joy yes you know and now it's the like, other oh way God. around. The the, yeah. the other side of the coin exactly. is what you're seeing now. Exactly. I wasn't used to that at all. I was like, mm. it was very new for me. So I was like, oh my God, I'm bringing pain. Me? <laughs> like, wow. my life is bringing pain and suffering. I was, you know, I was feeling uh, the pain. It was a very painful surgery. Uh, the whole rehab, you know, when you spend 45 days in bed, you lose all your muscles. Mm. You have to go through the, the whole knee flexion rehabilitation mm-hmm. and stuff. It was it was very painful, mostly because my medicine has always been movement. Exactly. I, I was going to say that. I was going to be like, yeah. it. it's painful because you're like, a dance instructor you you move you have you know energy uh is it NL, NL, yeah. yeah that <laughs> sorry yeah, so, yeah. so it must have been horrifying for you it was a very difficult time because i couldn't use my own medicine i had to find wow. new ways to heal myself um i didn't know i was like stuck in bed uh still still listening to my music but since my body couldn't move i was like okay so what's next <laughs> what do what's i next? do with this like but, yeah exactly yeah. it was uh, yeah you know and that's how i i had to reinvent myself mm. to find new ways so i journaled a lot during that time uh and because it happened when i was in guadeloupe my motherland mm. and my whole family my support system was there Mm, that's the the beauty of that exactly Mm. so my daughter was there she would dance for me because i couldn't Mm. my grandmother would dance for me because i couldn't Mm. so it was yeah i was transferring my (laughs) that energy my dance energy to the whole family the family and then um yeah what i found out is that seeing me smile and you know, uh, going through it with with faith, mm-hmm. with this strong belief that it happened for a reason. Mm. So I had to accept it. Okay. Mm. So seeing me going through this situation was helping my family a lot. Mm. Then it was helping me. So it went like yeah. it was a circle. It was a circle. So yeah, that's what happened when I was in Guadeloupe. Mm-hmm. A lot of healing happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not only for myself, 
but because I was with my whole family, everyone, it was mm-hmm. yeah, it was a healing for the whole family, and mostly the women of my family. Oh. So, so before we we dive into the women, you mentioned two things that is kind of striking a chord in me. You spoke about how, um, like initially, you're like it was you you think right now that it was an angel that assaulted you one we're gonna i need you to break that down for me (laughs) because it's really interesting that you state you make that statement and then you also said that a lot of times we attract things to us right we're in this level of consciousness we attract that can you please break that down because how can somebody that assaulted you now become your angel don't get me wrong the first three weeks after the this aggression, I was like, go to hell. <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. You know? You're angry. Uh, yeah. And I wasn't recognizing myself because I couldn't hate on people. I'm not a hater. You would do me wrong. I was like, okay, go with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, our words, our words were, you know, we crossed words. Uh, it's okay. Fine. Go with this. I have nothing else to do with you. And that's it. Yeah. But this guy. I would hate him. I would really want him to die. Wow. And I was like, oh my God, I can feel that. Wow. that anger, wow. it was very new for me to feel mm. this much anger for someone. Mm. Uh, and then I came back to my my healing, the work, what you, you call the work. The work <laughs> you've done. And I was like, okay, so don't forget that you're a spiritual being. Mm. I was like, okay. Beside the pain, there's reflection mm. and pain. When you don't combine pain with reflection, there's no progress. Mm. So I would just combine. Ooh, sis, hold on, hold on. Somebody <laughs> needs to like, moment. wait, wait, I need to write this down, actually. Can you say that again? When you don't combine pain with reflection? There's no progress. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you don't learn anything. You just suffer nothing come on okay keep going yeah mm. so yeah I, I started reflecting on what happened and also time has passed I would also see how my family was healing from this as well you know mm. it, it has been a very long time since I got to spend days and days with my grandmother and my mm. mother all together mm-hmm. you know and I could see that there's there was healing in their oh, relationship no. as well, yes. you know, because we were forced to stay together, we stick together, to yes. respond together. Yes. So that's when I I started um, realizing that okay, it goes beyond me. Maybe I was the tool. Maybe I was, you know. And I realized that maybe I did that. I'm. I did a vote to sacrifice my knee. Let's say. Oh my God. <laughs> to get to that healing point for our lineage. Mm. Oh man, Elise, you're making me cry right now. <laughs> that is so deep. Yeah. So I think that's the deep, <laughs> that's the depth you feel in my vibration now. It's oh. when you understand, when you're aware and you f- you're fully conscious of all the um, spiritual process mm-hmm. that happens through the the physical pain that you can actually evolve. Mm. 
Oh my God. I, I, I don't have any words to say. I'm just like. So that's, that's how I can say now that he was an angel on my wall. Disguised in this motherfucking crackhead. <laughs> you know? And the funny thing is like, you said that he had one leg. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if people really like to our, our listeners. I don't know if they get the depth of this revelation, the depth of it, because you went through one of the toughest moments in your life where, and I remember you had gone back into Energetica, right? Like you had just started going back, you were doing it at Temple Ka again, and like things were starting to bloom and open up to you. And then this happens, but somewhere deep down inside of you, you were willing to sacrifice that so that you could get something even greater within your family, within your lineage, within the women in your family. I'm sorry. I'm like (laughs) tripping in my head. Like I'm going to so think about this because it's making me think about my own journey and the things that transpired in that journey and where I am now, you know, amongst my mom and my sisters and everything and how much connection that I, I so desired. Unfortunately, I don't have any grandparents anymore on both sides. They all, they all left, you know, but we're three girls and our mother. And, you know, due to just the way that we grew up, um, sometimes it was hard to connect <laughs> with her, even me connecting with my siblings, you know, because there's just too much trauma in that. But I personally feel like when I started this healing journey, I saw my mom differently. Mm-hmm. The anger, the, 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 it was, I don't even know if it was really anger, but it was just, sometimes I just felt like, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Why didn't you do that? You know? And we actually spent a day where me and my two sisters and my mother, we went out and we spoke and we shared and we cried and we shared and what you're saying is bringing my mind back to that and then sometimes like we lose the thing that we wanted so bad and my loss at that time was um my first seed you know and that pushed me into a deeper healing and talking about the importance of like just this healing this generational healing in our families and and, and the women in our families like how much how much did that really mean to you like tell me like share with me of the importance of that because I know you have like you mentioned you do have a daughter also so yeah yeah so it was important because I started my you know my spiritual journey after a big depression <laughs> when mm. I was 25 so mm. it's been I've been working since like 15 years mm. and um, so during that process I realized also that I was the one to break curses in my family, to mm-hmm. break the patterns, to bring awareness. So I was the one that brought this idea of meditating together, mm-hmm. the idea of honoring the ancestors, not just not not just the dead, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but, but those living exactly. So. Um, I knew that there was, I knew from the beginning that there there was something behind because I I did the work before. And even if my self, my ego, my, you know, the the person malice would be in pain and, you know, having the darkest time of her life, (laughs) 
I knew that there was light behind. Mm-hmm. And the the reason why I also uh, call call him an angel is um, I've been wanting to spend more time with my grandmother so bad because I would see her from from where I live, Montreal. Okay, mm-hmm. I would see her getting sick getting weak weak weaker and weaker and i was like okay that's my grandmother that's probably the last moment of her life and i'm not there Mm -hmm. i was really i felt this urge to spend more time with her so that was the opportunity i spent literally three months at her place in her bedroom because she she just gave me her bed and her bedroom she was taking care of me would having like this mm-hmm. chat that, that we were calling tikozi mm-hmm. in Creole. Mm-hmm. we'd just sit and have this tikozi mm-hmm. with coffee and you know and i was like okay and i told her i was like mommy you know that if it wasn't for this we wouldn't spend that much time together. And she was like almost crying. And she was like, I can't believe that you're saying this to me. What What does that mean? And I'm like, I have to be honest. I have to be honest. I would be doing my stuff. You'd be gallivanting. You know, being my list. Yeah. <laughs> I would, of course, come to see you. Um, go to buy ice cream with you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but we wouldn't spend that much time together getting to know each other deeper. Mm. And I was like, okay, so that was my opportunity to really spend time with her. So that was the gift, the blessing behind for me. It's it's so interesting how sometimes the things that we don't, we like unconsciously tell ourselves mm. or unconsciously speak out or whatever happens in a way that one is painful as f Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's painful as f but when because you are such a conscious person you're able to connect that to the fact that hold on this is what i wanted so the be careful what you wish for is be careful it's real Even it's if you do so it secretly, real. the most secretly, life hears you. Life just hears you. It's like, oh, okay, that's what you want. Okay, you cannot decide by yourself. I decide for you. <laughs> so okay. basically, what it is then is that when we are wishing for something or desiring something, we should put the condition. Oh, I want to yeah. spend more time with my grandmother, healthy and well. On the 27th of December, in her room, dancing with her with my two feet. It seems as if we literally have to like be so detailed in what we are requesting from the you universe. Know what? You know what? I decided to add the joy condition because mm. I think that our ancestors are doing the work, the work through us, right? Yes. But what they knew... They knew the world through pain. They knew Oof. the world through hardship, you mm. know? So I feel like they can only transfer or do the world through us with that sort of vibration, you know? My God, my God. So from now, from now on, when I manifest <laughs> and mm. I ask for their help, for my guide's help and, you know, the guidance, I'm like, okay, we're going to do this through joy. Through joy. And health, okay? All right. <laughs> you through hear me? Wellness, hear through wellness. I'm ease. ready to receive, but there's mm, a condition. <laughs> there's a condition through joy, through ease, through flow, 
Like, oh, Malis, Malis. Yeah. Ah, girl. I'm like, literally, I have goosebumps. Like, the whole time you're talking, I'm like, goosebumps all over my body. Like, this is, this is really, really, yo, we really have to be careful the things that we wish for, the things that we, we connect our hearts to. One of the things that I've been learning a lot about the heart is that um, the heart is one of the, well, the organs, but like the the heart when it comes to, I guess, let's say our chakras is like, it, it's it's what um, illuminates, if, if that's the right word, illuminates into the universe. Mm-hmm. And this this is what like the universe sees. This is what God, he, she, it, whatever, however we want to call it, sees with it's what's there in the heart. So when your heart is illuminating all of these desires, and as you said, there's no condition to it then bro like bro oh my god it's making me oh now i'm i'm i have like these thoughts that are coming through my head but yeah sure we're in this sacred space you know because i was um one of my last recordings uh with rima i was sharing with her one of my issues with the notion of the heart Mm. because i come from like a christian background and you know being a christian there was this one scripture that was like um um like I can't remember the scripture now. It's like the heart is dis- deceitful, you know, like be careful of your heart because the heart is deceitful, something in the sort, you know? And I always had, I always like didn't trust my heart. I never trusted my heart. You know, I always felt like my heart was not clean, not well, not clear, right? So then now that I'm starting to learn more about like the heart being, um, you know, this big, deal i guess in the eyes of of god or in the eyes of the universe it was hard for me to put them together you know that my heart is actually clean my heart is actually well but what we just shared right now about you know about the conditions it makes sense because if my heart is the let's say my heart is the is the brightest vibration right now and I'm telling myself, I want to spend, and for example, you said you wanted to spend time with your grandmother and your heart is showing the universe. I want to spend time with my grandmother with no, with no condition. That means there is deceit in the heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is somewhat of a deceit because it's not clear what you are actually asking for. So the vibration of the universe is going to take that word that's in your heart. Please, if I'm not making sense, guys, I'm sorry, but this is this is what's dropping in me right now. So the vibration of this universe or of, of God is going to take that message in your heart and make it as it please, because this is this is what you want, you know. So now it's like I'm understanding. I, I would add something to that i think that sometimes we don't really we know what we want Mm -hmm. and desire Mm -hmm. but we don't really decide yes we don't actually take action Mm. so when you vibrate that desire so much and that life listens to you life just decides of the condition Mm. you know maybe you had you already had the opportunity to take action but you didn't Mm. you know so it's like it's almost like by default. <laughs> by default, yes. Life is going to take action for you. And then you have nothing to say. And the fact that you're talking, girlfriend, and the <laughs> fact that you said that our ancestors, like, you know, because we come from this lineage and all they knew was pain. It seems like that vibration is going to be whatever that was in our lineage, like whatever we have in that mm-hmm. background, you know, like mm-hmm. that, that lineage, that pain. So this is what it, the universe is going gonna, is gonna to feed on. Yeah, yeah. 
Exactly. That's what it's going to feed on. It's going to feed like, on that pain. It's like a color, you know, and and until you put more consciousness, there's going to be this color, you know? It's like when you... Hey, y'all. So here's the thing. As you might know, one of the major things that um, we take seriously or I take seriously is this healing journey that a lot of us are on. And you might have heard also most of our guests talk about their experience with therapy and how it has played a major part in this healing journey. I'm just wondering, how about you? Have you been thinking about therapy, but you're just not sure of finding the right fit? Well, guess what? You need to not think anymore. Our sponsors, BetterHelp, is here to help you. You get the chance to fill in a short survey and be matched with a licensed therapist who's trained to listen and to help you in as little as 48 hours. And if after the first few meetups, you still don't feel aligned, you don't need to worry. You can just go ahead and choose another Get a 10% discount off your first month at betterhelp.com slash umami. That's betterhelp.com slash umami. Click the link in the show notes below and join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with experience BetterHelp Therapist. Blessings. Okay, guys, we're. I'm, I'm going to say it. Like me, I'm just like that. I'm going to tell y'all. So we forgot to press the recording button. <laughs> in this part. So we were going in deep. And I was like, wait, something's going on. Something's happening. It's good that we didn't finish the conversation. And then... <laughs> It's okay. It, we're just, uh, it was a rehearsal. <laughs> Yo, it was a rehearsal. So you were talking about um, colors. Yes. So the way I see it is like... Um, you know this image of uh, dirty water yeah and the the best way you could just drop the water and fill it with clean water okay yeah. but that doesn't happen like that yeah so the dirty water you just have to pour clean water into it mm-hmm. and it eventually filters and you know become yeah. clean becomes mm-hmm. clean so that's what happens when you put consciousness when you live your life with the consciousness Mm. and life would actually bring pain into your life because Mm. we don't we tend we human Mm. beings tend to think that life should happen without pain Mm. yeah 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 but no even in nature i mean what tells you that that plant that rose that flower that that tree that is growing doesn't feel pain Mm. you know so um, all that to say that pain is part of life. Mm. And the sooner you bring consciousness into your life, mm. the less pain or the more reflection you would the add to your, pain, to your pain, then you can evolve and leave a better place for the next generation. And when I talk of place, it's just what you give. Like for my daughter, if I don't do that work, Mm. it's gonna be on her yeah and i want her to live happily ever after (laughs) with a little bit of pain very little but i think that she's gonna have the tools to deal with that exactly 
Exactly. You know, because exactly. when you do it, when exactly. you as a parent, you do it, they just see you they see it. going through, the, through it. I mean, yeah. my daughter, she would just sit and meditate. She would Look just light a candle, sit down. And, you know, even even if I know that she's not really meditating, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. knows that she knows. this position, this, this situation has something to do with the soul mm. and reconnecting. And she would just pray for people, mm. pray for her family to be happy. So mm. I know that through my process, mm. through my pain, she's actually learning. Yeah. And even if, you know, I want, I would do anything for her not to suffer mm-hmm. from anything. any situation, you know, yeah, yeah. But, but it's not, for me to decide life and plans for her to, you know. Yeah. And as you said, it's the tools. But at least I know that my pain was useful because she could actually learn from it. it. She knows that there are tools. She knows that there are more. There's more. There's, there's the soul. Mm. And you can always access. You can always connect Mm. to your soul to actually see the the real meaning of things. And not only that, is that your pain stays your pain and it does not become hers. Mm. Unlike us, (laughs) Mm -hmm. where we carry the pains of our mothers, our grandmothers, our great-grandmothers, our great-great-grandmothers, if the work was not done. Mm. So because Mm. you're doing that, because you're doing the work right now, it's like you're putting a shield like you're setting up a shield to block whatsoever that is not hers. Yeah, exactly. And whatever that is her pain, whatever she, your daughter will experience will be hers. But as you said, because she has the tools already, she has it. It's inside of her. It's, it's, she's seen it. She's understood it. So then she's able to also transmute that pain into something beautiful so that the generation after her might not also carry her pain. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, um, general curses, generational, I have, uh, I'm having a hard time with that word, generational curses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it. You got it. Uh, is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people don't know what they, why they live what they live. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, I, I didn't do anything to deserve that. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, it's because of generational curses. Yes. And you don't process it. You don't, you're not even aware of it. Yeah. So you don't know what's happening. So you don't know how to heal yourself. Yeah. No. Uh, so it's real. It's, it's really a matter of being aware, mm. know your family history. Yeah. And, you know, sitting down with my grandmother, I understood a lot. Mm. And I was, oh my God, mm. my grandmother didn't go to school. She doesn't know how to read mm. or write. Mm. Uh, she was a servant. She was a sugar cane. Uh, how do you call that? How do you call that? The plantation? Was, yeah, on the, in the plantation. She was raped. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's a lot. There's a lot. And you have to go deeper into mm-hmm. your the history of your family to understand who you are now. What you carry with you, the what baggage you exactly. that you came with. Exactly. It takes courage. It takes courage. For real, for real, for real, it takes courage to go and, mm-hmm. and see what's inside of that baggage. You know, I had a, an experience. I didn't think I was going to share it, but while you're talking, I think it's coming to me. I had an experience this past week with my son. I don't want to go into details of it, but that experience showed me 
how much work I need to do because I reacted in a way that it wasn't my reaction, but it was the reaction of my parents towards me when I was a child. And that was being reflected. And this is, I've been doing, well, okay, me is not 15 years yet. Okay. I'm brand new. I'm still brand new in this work. You know, I, it's been what, 2020, (laughs) you know, but you know, you know what? I I was thinking about this whole healing thing. And I think that I was always seeking and and, and I always knew that there was like, I always knew about generational curses and all of these things. And I was always seeking for that. And I always knew that I would be the one, you know, to like break the curses and stuff. Mm. But the way Mm. that I was the tool that I was using, I don't think that it was the best tool for me at that stage. <laughs> it was like taking painkillers. <laughs> yeah. You know what you I mean? Numb, and then the pain you comes just back. just numb yourself. You just numb mm. yourself and it keeps coming mm. back, you know? Mm. But mm. even, so this experience really showed me that, oh my God, I'm not only carrying my mother, I'm carrying my father. Mm. And a lot of times I think we focus a lot on, you know, like the, 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 the lineage of the women when I'm, when you're a woman, but then we come from those two sides. We come from that masculine side, that man side and that female side. And that all of that, all of that pain. Do you know how heavy that is? Imagine you're talking about your grandmother. Imagine your grandfather, what he, what, what kind of trauma he experienced. And then after your mom, and then after your dad, and then, and then, girl. There's a lot in our DNA. (laughs) It's older, it's heavy. It is really, really heavy. But as you mentioned, it's really a matter of getting to that place of consciousness where you make that firm decision that it hurts. Like when that revelation came to me and I realized like what was going on, I was so sad. Mm. I was so sad for myself, a little bit like I used to, I was sad, but man, but then the day after I was like, now that I am aware, I could do something about it. Yeah. You know, and I think it's really important, especially nowadays in the generation and the type of generation and type of world that we live in, that the work is being done specifically for us, the people of, um, I wanted to say Kemet, but <laughs> mm. <laughs> because that's literally if you go all the way back, that was where melanated people derived from, right? So we all come from that far away place and we've been divided into like different places and stuff. You know what I mean? But it's 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 melanated folks. We need to do the work. If you know that you are called to break those curses, it hurts. It's painful. It is so painful. But then our history is not the 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 easy one. <laughs> it's not it's not the easy one. You know what I mean? It's really not the easy one. Like it's it's not, but we're at a place where there has to be a shift. The narratives, the narratives about ourselves, about who we really are, needs to change. Exactly. It it, it has to. And we also have this, I feel like we have this um how do you say the uh, devoir, this obligation. Duty. This duty to do it to honor our ancestors. Our ancestors, yeah. Because I feel like they, they I really feel like they live through us. Yeah. Um, we are their legacy, so we have this duty to do the work because they couldn't. It was too heavy for them. They couldn't. They just went through it, you know, mm. and pass it on by default. Mm. But now that we have, we're at this stage yeah. of human 
um, consciousness, and consciousness, like, you know, yeah. and it's awareness. Exactly. It's a duty. You cannot spend your life not being aware, not knowing the history of your family, not knowing where you come from, mm. not realizing you are your ancestor's dream. Mm. Wildest dream to be free, to mm. have opportunities to grow. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would really, I would really suggest everyone to do the work. And you know, <laughs> what happens? Uh, what happens most of the time is when you have this consciousness, you want to pass it on to everybody, yeah. and you want, to, oh, God, yeah. you need to be aware of this and this. But you know, everybody has its own bit, yeah. you know, own rhythm. Yeah. You need to accept that as yeah. well. So I'm not sending sending anyone. You need to do the work. Yeah. No, that's yeah. not what I'm saying. Yeah. But when you do it for yourself, yeah, you act like a role model for others. Yeah, and it That's becomes it a ripple works. effect. Yeah, exactly. it becomes a ripple effect for um for us. And you know, one thing, Malise, is like I realize a lot of people are also kind of going back to ancestral practices and and just really. I don't know the percentage of people, but people I follow, most people I follow <laughs> and the women around me right now, you know, we're all really seeking for that profound healing, you know, mm-hmm. where it's not just surface and it's not um, only healing depression, but healing the curse of it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe our set, our ancestors they know that they had depression, but I'm sure that many of them yeah. experienced it with oh, yeah. all of that stuff that they went through, you know? So yeah, I second that on what you said. And it's true. Sometimes when you get to a certain place, you want everybody to be like, yeah, yo, listen, go get healed. Okay. Me, I don't have time for you right now, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's about um, giving people grace and understanding that our journeys are so different, but at least try, you know, <laughs> We still encourage you to try. Tell me a little bit more about resilience. Oh, boy. Yeah, so I learned that a lot the past few months uh, because as I as I was saying, you know, I was hyperactive <laughs> before this happened to me. Um, but now because I cannot, you know, I don't have the mobility to do what I was doing before, I had to accept that I couldn't do what I was doing before, mm-hmm. you know due to this physical limitation but mm. how do you process that in your with you know with your brain and heart when you know that what keeps you alive is moving movement mm. is dancing it's so yeah i was i was uh doing my full-time job um i work in the non-profit sector that's my that's my sector mm-hmm. <laughs> i decided like uh 15 years ago that i cannot work for corporations i need my work mm-hmm. my time and energy to impact lives yeah. so i would do my full-time job i would do my full cardio uh, job, uh, classes. Mm. I would do my energy care classes. I would also teach, and so, you see now I'm in my in my room, my um, creativity room. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would do so many things. So when this happens, and you have to accept that you cannot do what inspires you, what in, what inspires your soul, what have do you have? Just resilience. Wow, you know. You just have to be resilient. Okay, okay. So that's what happens and I have no control over it. What can I do? Do I resist and suffer more or do I become resilient? So that's how I learn I learn resilience. I was like, okay, you have no choice. <laughs> and 
I feel like the choice that you have when you have no choice but to be resilient is to process that resilience. Okay. I'm still um, in in this process mm-hmm. in the, in terms of I I I want to do things. I'm physically limited. I mean, I'm still on rehab. Okay, mm-hmm. I can. I can walk for 20 to 30 minutes now mm-hmm. before feeling pain in yeah. my knee. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still processing resilience. Like, okay, I have to accept that. I just have 30 minutes before feeling pain. Uh, there's a stairs, uh, you know, something before, <laughs> before I start walking stairs, I'm like, okay, you know, <laughs> it seems like, like nothing, but it still, yeah, no, you have to accept that. Walking up the stairs is painful for me, but I'm working. The process of resilience is walking with joy. Okay, I can mm-hmm. do it. I'm doing it. It's not perfect yet. There's this crackling in my knee, but it's gonna be okay. Oh, I made it upstairs! Yay! Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, with joy. Because exactly. I was gonna ask you. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you like. Don't you feel like it's unfair that we, as I would say, uh, melanated people, we have this notion that we have to be resilient. We have to recover quickly. We have to do this. You know, we have to bounce back in shape and like do all of that and be resilient. And I am resilient. And this is my resilient story and all of that stuff. I find sometimes it becomes draining. It becomes Mm -hmm. like, why do I have to go through this shit (laughs) and bounce back? Like, why? Why does, why do I have to go through all of this pain and have to like get back on track and 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 make it seem like you know like yeah I, i'm powerful i'm i'm all of that that why are we not tired yeah it's funny because just yesterday i was uh watching this uh this video of a stand-up uh, comedian and she was like uh i want to be codependent i want to be i don't want to be an independent woman all oh, the women we independent and it's true it's true because we come from a lineage of warriors that's why but mm. when you're aware and mm. and you you still accept that because it's part of you mm. but you choose to bring joy to it yeah that's that's what i love about what you said it's the elements that you're bringing in to that resilience yeah okay you can be a warrior but a warrior of light Mm. people don't understand what because that's how i feel i really feel like a warrior of light when mm. you go through your battles and your fights with this light in your heart yeah that that, that keeps you smiling after the fight yeah or you're smiling while you're in the fight or in the war you know you, you can fall down and okay <laughs> i feel like crap <laughs> It's okay. Stand up. Move on. Let's let's move forward. Wow. It, it's okay. It's part of the process of life. That's life. A warrior of light. What do you think about the soft life? The what? The soft life. This whole new notion of soft life. I don't know what soft life is. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me about it. I don't know what soft life is. All right. Um, I have an idea now because I had no choice but to be in this soft life mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
but there's still something inside of me that wants more action. Yeah. I don't know if it's because of my personality or yeah. because of my astrology, my chart. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know for real. Yeah. But there's this, in, there's a battle right now inside of me. Yeah. There's the Maris that want that wants action, that wants the go, go, project, go, go, go. The go, go, yeah. go, let's do this. And there's the Maris that are like, hey, listen, I've been through a lot. Give me some break, you know? So I'm I am in this um balance. I'm finding I'm still on this process of fi- finding balance between the those two. The I don't know if it's the old me and the new me, but mm. You know, you know what I'm I'm learning about that. Um, so when I left church, okay, and I uh, decided to kind of venture and find the creator for myself and do all of that stuff, there was a place where, and then after I got into like learning about like African spirituality, learn about new age mm. stuff, and then I was at a place where you know, like my old my well my my church self was just like, "What are you doing? I'm a your quarterback." <laughs> And then there's this that 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 conscious me, I would say, I would use conscious, that conscious me that's just like, yo, it's okay. You're learning. You're you're in this place. It's okay. But what I'm learning is that with time, mm-hmm. as you continue to give yourself grace and permission to learn and to say it's okay and to do all of these things, those two worlds merge together. Where I'm no longer that like holier than thou Christian and telling people like they need to believe in Jesus Christ or else A, B, C, D. And I'm not in a world where it's like, I I want to like, yeah, I do the whole ancestral thing, but I'm just like, I don't feel forced to do it. So I'm at a place where I'm learning to merge these two and recreating Exactly, you reinvent yourself. So I feel probably this is where you're heading towards. That battle between what you always knew and now this newness that's coming onto you. It's not that you don't like it, you love it. It's it's showing you something different, showing me different parts of you. But I feel like in this journey that we're on, we come to a place where the merge of those two makes you, it makes you that warrior of light, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes you, yeah. Yeah, you said it all, exactly. It's, uh, and you have in the middle of it to accept the process, to accept this new color, <laughs> mm. you know? Because it's like you're mixing two colors with it. Mm. And you don't know yet what it will mm. become, but it's becoming. Yes. I, I am becoming. You are becoming. Yeah. So yeah, I, I wow. a moment to yeah thinking. <laughs> you are becoming. I love that. Mm. I love that. Um, I think we're gonna end the conversation here. I think we said what we needed to say today. Yeah, we've tried recording this on for for a while. <laughs> since, yeah, since twenty twenty. Oh my goodness. It Literally would have been since completely different. Totally, totally. I think different. the first idea I had for our umami conversation it was to talk about multiple ch- ma. Yes, yes, <laughs> multiple yes. charity. Yes, yes, that's, yes. That's what that's I was. That's who you are. The, yeah. the multipotential life, malice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm completely different. But, but this I is. I think there's still this part of me that is connected to the many different talents that I have yeah but do do I want to express them all mm. I don't know that's what it's what do I want about. to express now yes 
It's becoming. <laughs> I love you, hon. Yeah. Oh, I, I love, love you too, Mama. You. My God, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you so much thank for you this. Thank you for the work you're doing. Oh. You know, to me, what you're creating with this podcast, Umami Conversation, is creating a sacred space. The kind of space that we would find in women's circle that is so, so deep and so much needed. And you hold that space for your for your guest to share with the heart. And I think you're doing it with so much grace. It's thank you. Thank you. You're doing the work for your lineage, I guess. Yeah. For your next the next generation. The next generation. Thank um, you. Thank you. Thank you for using your voice. And I'm you. you know that I'm in love with your voice, right? <laughs> you just ask Emma to send yeah. me recording. Yeah, voice like, notes, yeah. <laughs> She's like, send me a voice note. Read this for me. <laughs> Um, so Malise, uh, you know what you just said, one of the things that, and maybe this is going to resonate with you with what you're going through. One of the things that I've been learning, um, I actually did a Reiki session recently. It was amazing. I was always scared, but it was one of the beautiful moments ever. Anyways, another day I'll share about it. Um, and then recently I was on, um, I, I'm part of this, this womanhood thing and they did like an event and the message that kept coming up was that your greatest challenge will be what you put out in the world mm. and for me from childhood one of the biggest things was m- me speaking i wasn't literally allowed to like share to speak wow. i was punished for it so doing this and i i also have challenges with communicating you know so this was all this is all part of my process you know like women are there they're just like oh my god thank you I'm like no 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 thank you <laughs> <laughs> Because you are allowing me to activate this throat chakra that people might think that, oh, it's already activated because one, oh, they think I'm extrovert. So I just like talking. I used to talk, but I used to talk a lot of shit. You know what I mean? So so now learning to really dive into like the truth of who I am and um, holding one another together in the space. Because as much as the women come and they share, they're giving me so much. You guys don't even know. You're allowing me, you know, to also like heal that inner child. Um, Is that, so. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. I mean, there's there's so much behind just a simple conversation. Exactly. You know? It has to be umami. <laughs> it's a sacred space. It is a sacred uh, I mean, space. It's, it's precious. It's Thank precious. you so much. Thank um, you. There's two things I'd like before you go. I hope we have enough time to share this. First thing is, do you have any last words? Any last words of wisdom? Mm-hmm. I think I would end with uh, trust the process. Mm-hmm. For for real, for real, for real. No matter how, how far you are in this consciousness uh you just have to trust the process and remember that you're always guided and protected and loved mm-hmm. and something that i do with all my guests um before i leave y'all is i have a list of seven questions mm-hmm. and um from the number one seven you'll choose a question and then i'll and you'll answer it so which question from one to seven what number do you choose three okay what would you reincarnate as oh, oh. i love hummingbirds mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like my totem animal 
I think, yeah, definitely, definitely. Hummingbird. Because oh. fast, it's a, it's a technology machine. Mm. It's, uh, and it's beautiful, the yes. colors. Yes. It's everything about hummingbirds is uh, appealing to me. So definitely I'm a hummingbird. And you're, you're like a little hummingbird too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I love it. (laughs) All right, Madame Hummingberg (laughs) Malise. What would you be? Oh, that's a good question. I you know it's funny, I'm asking people this and I don't even know for me. Um, (laughs) if I was to reincarnate, um, I was gonna say something so I'll come back as a tree. Oh, a big oak tree. And the reason why I say that is because I feel like trees in their silence, although they're silent, they carry history, mm. so much history. They've seen so much. They give us breath. They hold us together, mm-hmm. you know, oh, and wow. and it may seem like boring, <laughs> but that's, that's what came to mind just now. I just see like this big ass oak tree just planted there please universe i'm not saying that um <laughs> let me let me put that out okay hold on yes. <laughs> then all of a sudden you see <laughs> just just uh remember the the wise part of it okay the wise part, exactly is the wise part the holding <laughs> space wink wink <laughs> Oh, Malise, this was so beautiful. Thank you. I'm really grateful. Thank you. Thank you. I am grateful. That that part of my story. Thank you. That part of my uh, lessons as well. Mm. I think we're all here to uplift one another uh, through our stories. And uh, sharing your story is also part of your duty in, in the sense of you don't need to go through what I went through to know that lesson as well, mm. you know? So I think that it's also important. I didn't know. I felt like I had nothing nothing to share, really. I was just do me and that's it. But now I understand how important it is to share your story because you can learn yeah. through someone else's experience Yes, without having to go through. Through the what they went through. Thing, you know? yeah. So uh, yeah, trust the process and share your story. Mm. <laughs> oh my girl oh, i don't even know what to say it's a blessing to have you thank you hey thank you so much for tuning in today we do hope that you learn a thing or two out of this episode kindly follow us on all of our social media platforms and yo something great is happening look out for our website coming out fall 2022 take care see you next thursday <laughs>